WHHH-FM Indianapolis. It's time to take a look at what's going on in and around Indy. It's Open Lines, your eye on the community on High 96.3. Hold up. And good morning to you, Indianapolis. It is Sunday, September 19th, 2021. I'm Indy's newsman, Cameron Moto on the Hot 96.3 and 106.7 WTLC Studios on this beautiful Sunday morning. On the show today, we will talk about these maps. You might have heard a lot about maps and redrawing and what that means. And if you listen to this show, then I know you pay attention to this kind of stuff because that controls where your vote counts and how it counts and Everything from how money is distributed based on where folks live, all the census data, all of that connects to how the congressional uh, lines are drawn. It determines who you vote for, who represents you in Washington, who represents you at the Indiana State House. All of that is being reevaluated right now. It happens every 10 years, and 10 years is here. And so some of the changes are raising eyebrows for a number of of reasons. Bill Moreau will join us from Indiana Citizen uh, coming up this hour. They are a nonprofit. He's going to explain why this is something you need to pay attention to because it is going to affect all of us for the next 10 years. But we'll start this hour giving you a chance to go see a popular podcast live and in person and in color right here in central Indiana. We're talking about eight black hands. They're going to be at the Madam Walker Theater. We'll tell you what the podcast is about and how you can be a part of the studio audience coming up here in just a few moments. But first, we will get you caught up with what is happening today in the news. Indianapolis Public Schools is mourning the loss of seven-year-old Hannah Crutchfield. The first grader was struck and killed by a car while crossing Washington Street alongside her mother and a crossing guard. In a video message to IPS Family, Superintendent Alicia Johnson is asking parents, students, and staff to take care of one another. Johnson says we must act with love and lead with empathy, especially in these hardest of moments. Wish TV reports the crossing guard has been released from the hospital. An update on the mother's condition has not been provided. The Food and Drug Administration has rejected the idea of a third COVID booster for everyone, at least for now. Instead, the FDA is recommending booster shots for people 65 and older. Pfizer and BioNTech both sent proposals for a booster shot. The FDA panel voted 16 to 2 against distributing the vaccine to Americans 16 and older before unanimously embracing the alternative plan to give boosters to older Americans and those at high risk of suffering from severe illness if they get the virus. For the third consecutive month, Indiana's unemployment rate has remained at 4.1% this August. The Indiana Department of Workforce Development says the state lost 3,400 private sector jobs, primarily due to the loss in manufacturing and leisure and hospitality sectors. The Indiana employment rate remains lower than the national rate of 5.2%. In the forecast, it'll be a beautiful Sunday with only partly cloudy skies and a high of 87 degrees. Tomorrow, though, it will start to feel like fall. Break out the hoodies. Thunderstorms will drop temperatures into the mid and low 70s for the rest of the week. Right now, it is 66 degrees in Indy. And at 8.04 this morning, something I just realized on the way in here to the station, I-65 is closed southbound at 21st Street. So, for those of you who like to get out of the bed at the very last second, thinking they go to the same path every time and it's going to be open, uh, you should leave the house a few minutes early because I have to get off coming to the station from the northwest side. Get off at 21st Street. That's where I-65 is closed this morning. You have to get off at 21st Street, uh, and that is the closest you can get to downtown on the highway via I-65. I don't know about anything else because I didn't know the interstate was going to be closed uh, moving up. So uh, we made it here in time for the show. So don't be like me. If you're already in the car, you're about to leave, and you got to go that way, leave a few minutes early. Uh, before we get started with the show, uh, i got to say, I am so proud. I got to give a shout out to my 
little sister because this is news when you when you when your sister is homecoming queen and you got a radio show you got to shout her out i got to shout out my sister who is turning 18 this week lauren crittenden is the um senior homecoming queen at perry meridian high school and her brother could not be more proud of her and my other sister Lindsay, who is also in high school and turns 16 this week so my baby's happy birthday uh your brother is so proud of you. I got to let all of Indianapolis know that I've got the best sisters in the world. Uh, and one of them is the homecoming queen. And the other one will always put a smile on your face. Shout out to them and my father, who also has a birthday this week. All right. Big news. Got to shout out uh, my girls. All right. Um, if you love this type of show, Open Lines, where you get to participate uh, in the discussion and be on the air and uh, interact with the host, which you do then I think you need to go check out Eight Black Hands. Uh, That is a show hosted by four people. Each of them have two hands, hence the name Eight Black Hands. Uh, And they're talking about a number of things. The the podcast has gotten very popular. Now they've taken the show on the road, and they're going to be stopping right here in Indianapolis. Uh, And they want you to be a part of their studio audience as they tape the show. Patrick Jones from the Mind Trust is the Senior Vice President of Leadership and Equity, and they are helping to put this show on. He's given us a few minutes to tell us what 8 Black Hands is about. Patrick, good morning. Hey, good morning, Cameron. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, very well. So glad you could join us. Tell us about uh, the Mind Trust and 8 Black Hands and what you guys are working on here. Well, you know us at the Mind Trust, we really care about making sure that student, all students have a great school to go to, particularly in Center Township. Uh, and I lead the leadership and equity work there. And so uh, we've done a couple things, established the equity cohort in partnership with Beloved, uh, and we're working on the equity toolkit. Uh, but Eight Black Hands, like you said, is a podcast. Uh, and it's a podcast I listen to, uh, many educators and many parents listen to. Uh, and they're actually friends and colleagues in this work. Um, when you think of uh, one of them is Chris Stewart, and he's an education advocate and parent. Uh, Dr. Ray Ankrum, he's a, a charter school superintendent. Sharif El Mekki is the CEO of an educator development organization. And Dr. Cole, who works with us also on our literacy uh, project, uh, is an educator who focuses on the advancement of youth of color. And they talk about, like you said, a lot of the topics that you talk about on your show in, in an open forum, and they bring the truth. And we want them to make sure that they bring the truth uh, to Indianapolis. Uh, And so we're going to be at the historic Madam C.J. Walker Theater, October 5th. Uh, Networking and refreshments are from 5 to 6. And the show begins at 6 p.m. And we're looking forward to having an authentic conversation around what it's going to take to educate our children in Indianapolis. We're looking forward to it, Cameron. What What are some of the things that, that are up for debate right now when it comes to educating our children? Absolutely. So I think, you know, one of the major topics is that our children uh, need to be proficient on tests and what do schools need to do to make that happen. And I think that's a more complex issue than people give it credit for. And so when we think about what happens in schools in terms of suspensions or making sure that uh, we can, uh, making sure that the curriculum is uh, taught correctly, making sure we have culturally relevant curriculum, these are all very complex issues that work together, that have to work together in order for a child to be successful in school. Uh, Talking about the teacher shortages, Mm -hmm. particularly black teachers Mm -hmm. in our country and in Indianapolis, Um, Those are all hot topics in education and something that need to be addressed, need to be figured out. And and these conversations kind of spark what we need to do and and what needs to happen for us to really come up with solutions, because the solutions can only come from all of us together. But we have to have a, a kind of ignition of conversation for that to work. Now, I know since this is a in-studio audience, is the, is the audience going to get a chance to maybe pick up a mic and, and be part of the show and interact? Yeah, so they, they, a lot of times they uh, bring guests on. But um, when, when we're looking at a situation like this, we definitely want to put a microphone in, in somebody in the audience's hand so that they can ask a question or a follow-up. So that'll be a perfect opportunity to take a couple questions during the show. All right, Patrick, you got somebody who wants to talk to you. Maybe they have a question about the show or just want to comment. Let's see who this is. Uh, Caller on line one, who's this? Good morning. Hey, I'm sorry, Cameron. That's all right. I knew it was you, but go ahead. Uh, but this is the ultimate of black-on-black crime. When you have a young gentleman in your uh, studio, and uh, thanks for being a good interviewer, uh, viewer, that uh, is not afraid to let people uh, answer questions. 
Now, uh, I think the main trust is all black people. Mm-hmm. Black kind of drive by on our communities. They, they send our kids into uh, schools that have a, a, a 98% failure rate. Now, this is a failure rate that they have. I didn't say that. That's the statistics that will be bearing out if you will research what they're doing. They open schools. They close schools. They make our children destitute. When anybody with their right mind knows that it already fits a, a uniform system of common schools that is verified and uh, affirmed by our Constitution in Article 8. If anybody looks at that and sees what's going on, the only reason these people have these schools is to siphon our kids off and ethnic cleanse them from the district. And it's really embarrassing that they're all black people who are doing this. We wonder why our kids have this problem. When you look at the murder right here, Cameron, in, the, in, the, in our community, over uh, 100% of these kids that are being murdered up are a result of the, of the charter and innovation schools that they have. So I just it's just black on black crime. And I think the reason why they're using these black people is because we don't recognize as a community when another uh, black person is murdered. We don't recognize that unless it's by some white cop or some other white person, then we can cry racism. But this is the undoing of black people. Every every child in this state, regardless of religion, race, or anything else, can go to the common school. That's the district. If these people want to come in, ethnic cleanse our kids, send them to prison, and then come on and brag about what they're doing, use them on billboards all over the city. You see the slander that's going on of our kids at slander, and then have commercials, uh, your black kids are not can't, can't make it with white kids because they're smarter. I thought Martin Luther King said something about that. Okay. Now we're back to the black people grab back friends on the black community, and it's just embarrassing. All right. Thank you, Larry. Appreciate the call. Uh, Patrick, I'll give you a second. Uh, for folks who don't know what the Mind Trust is, uh, what is the Mind Trust? Yeah, so the Mind Trust is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Plus, uh, Cameron, before we go there, I'd like to thank Brother Larry for his comments. We need diversity of thought in the space. So definitely open to any feedback. Thank you for that, brother. But uh, the Mind Trust is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, and we focus on uplifting and supporting the education system of autonomous schools here in Indianapolis. Autonomous schools are defined as charter schools and innovation schools here in Indianapolis. All right. You got one more caller. Let's uh, see who this is online too. Good morning. You're live on Open Lines. Hey, Cameron. How you doing this I'm morning? good. Long time no talk, man. Yeah, you know, sometimes I like to sit back and just listen. Hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. You might learn something when you do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna just address everything real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, um, first of all, you know, y'all use that word complicated. It is not complicated to teach black people about themselves. If you guys, there's, there's enough information online. You guys want to put some books or something together in order to let black folks know who they truly are. Because trying to come from a standpoint of today, we're never going to get there uh, in this way. This this long, this, this just long and drawn out. And uh, that word complicated, I think y'all just need to do what need to be done and stop making it complicated. Secondly, Cameron, the uh, <laughs> that Food and Drug Administration, they are the ones that approve the sale of nicotine. And then thirdly, lastly, rather, Uh, talking about the redistricting that's getting ready to come up. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like to see for uh, some of that money that's going to like Lawrence now that has moved their line all the way to uh, Forest Manor almost. Uh, I would like to see some of that money uh, that's in the black community stay in the black community and build a black community instead of redrawing these lines and carrying on so that the uh, opposition or the enemy, if you will, uh, uh, stop receiving all these funds. Uh, that's my comments for today. Uh, you know, I love the show. Uh, you guys enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, thank you, man. Have a good one. You too. Uh, Patrick, before we let you go, you, when you when you sit in the audience, the, you're going to get this. But we just stood on the radio. You're going to get that live in person and in color. Uh, tell oh. us when and where you can go and do that. Absolutely. So we're at the Madam C.J. Walker Theory, Theater, I'm sorry, October 5th. Networking starts at 5 p.m. The show begins at 6 p.m. And uh, you can register online, www.themindtrust.org slash events. 
We hope to see you there. Regis- Eight Black Hands. Register online and then go ahead and Google or search wherever you get your podcast. Eight Black Hands so you can get a listen uh, to the show so you can see what it's about. And uh, go check them out live and in person. Patrick, thank you so much for coming on Open Lines this morning. I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We're happy to do this with community partners. Happy to do this. Uh, to spark this conversation with our families in the city. Thank you so much, Cameron. Absolutely. Take care of yourself. All right. All right. Still to come here on the show, uh, Paul just mentioned it uh, a second ago, and that is the redistricting. Uh, And that's one of the things that people have been talking about all week long is these new maps, these new maps. What do these maps mean? They actually mean a lot, but if you don't pay attention, uh, you'll be seeing changes that you'll be dealing with For the next 10 years, redistricting is a big deal. If it wasn't a big deal, they wouldn't be doing it. Uh, So Bill Moreau from the Indiana Citizen will be joining us here uh, in the next couple of minutes to talk about uh, what this means, what this means for you, what it means for me, what it means for all of us, literally, uh, for the next 10 years. I would love for you to be a part of this conversation by calling us at 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Your comments, your questions, what you've observed, and is there anything you can do to stop changes that you don't like or create changes that you do want to see? But it's all about who's got the power to do it. Bill's going to explain that to us coming up. When open lines on 106.7 WTLC and Hot 96.3 continues. We want to hear from you, your thoughts, your views, your voice. We are your eye on the community. It's open lines on Hot 96.3. Let's get back to open lines, your eye on the community on Hot 96.3. And we are back here on Open Lines on this Sunday morning, the 19th of September. Uh, We've been talking about redistricting and these maps and what that means. It, It means a lot, but if you don't pay attention, you could miss it. Uh, This is what determines who you vote for, and to be honest with you, how much your vote weighs. Every vote counts, but when you weigh them in a certain way, sometimes the value, I don't know if that's the right word, but the value of a vote is different by county, and if you look at some of these maps, by what township you live in. You could live in the same city. And the neighbors across the street from you have a totally different state representative or congressman in D.C. And you ever wonder, why is that? Why is that? There's a reason for that. Because every vote counts, but they are weighed a little bit differently. But to explain exactly what redistricting is and what this means for you, Bill Morrow is uh, joining us on our live line from Indy from the Indiana Citizen. Bill is uh, one of the is the co-founder of the um, Education Foundation for Indiana Citizen, which is the 501c3 behind the Indiana Citizen. So they are nonprofit. Uh, They don't really have any skin in this game other than telling you what's at stake here. Uh, They're nonpartisan, nonprofit, and they just want to increase the number of informed and engaged Hoosiers um, before our next election, which there will be one uh, this year. Maybe it's not the most exciting one, but there will be. And these changes go into effect. Bill's on our live line right now. Good morning, Bill. Good morning, Cameron. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so glad that you could be here and educate us and educate me on on these changes, because a lot of it, um, if, if you don't pay extreme attention, you might not notice a difference. And in some cases, that's exactly what certain Folks may want. So at the very surface level, Bill, what is redistricting? Well, you made an important point off the top, uh, Cameron, and that is that this is a uh, once every 10 year uh, process uh, that those in power, whether they're Democrats or Republicans, where those in power like to keep uh, uh, things really close, really confidential, really quiet, really concealed uh, from uh, the public. So. Yeah, redistricting um, comes along every 10 years along with the census. 
mm-hmm. right? And uh, pursuant to federal and state uh, law, the census is used first uh, to decide how the 435 members of the United States uh, House of Representatives are apportioned. That process is called reapportionment. Mm-hmm. And luckily, uh, uh, Indiana, we didn't lose any of our congressional seats. So we, we, we still have nine con- congressional seats. So that's the federal portion of it. Um, and then uh, there are 100 uh, state House of Representatives uh, districts and 50 state Senate districts that uh, also must be redistricted in, in order to uh, account for the population shifts uh, that have occurred in, in Indiana uh, over the last 10 years. So um, with this being radio, folks, I can't show folks um, a map, but uh, the maps that I'm looking at, uh, they've changed slightly, but it's very strategic. Um, You talked about how the population shift works for um, with the census, and that's how we determine what happens in Washington. But then redistricting helps uh, with what happens here in Indiana. What has happened in this latest change um, that has people uh, raising their eyebrows. And I first want to point out, as you said, that this happens no matter who's in power. Right now in Indiana, of course, we have a, a super red Republican supermajority in the state house, So they are in control in this. But at the same time, if we had a super blue Democrat majority, uh, the Congress, they would be, they would do the exact same thing. Um, but nevertheless, here we are. What are the Republicans who are in power, who are making these maps, what are they doing, Bill? Well, uh, you don't need to take my word for this because it's been studied by um, a a national uh, expert. So um, the the supermajority this year um, has just dusted off the playbook from 2011 and uh, created um, terribly gerrymandered maps in order to preserve their um, uh, majorities, super majorities, right? Um, I mean, look at the math um, uh, that goes into these uh, maps. So first of all, you have to account for um, the population growth in Indiana, which was about Mm 4.7%. But over 10 years, uh, Indiana has become uh, less rural and less white. In fact, the number of Hoosiers who in the census identified themselves as white, that number is down mm-hmm. 200,000. Uh, the number of Hoosiers who identified themselves as non-white went up 500,000 hmm. for a net gain of 300,000. Mm-hmm. So now going into redistricting, mm-hmm. you have um, a population in Indiana that's about 23% non-white. And yet only 11 percent of the members of the Indiana General Assembly are right. Um, And then the the congressional maps, um, there are nine seats, as we mentioned, you know, and um, uh, the the maps have been uh, gerrymandered in order to protect uh, the uh, incumbents. So um, the delegation today is um, seven Republican and two Democratic. And that means that about 78 percent of the uh, congressional delegation is, is Republican. And, and yet, you know, you look historically back at uh, voting trends in, in Indiana and Indiana, you know, is about a 56, 44 uh, state. You know, it, it's not a 78, 22 in the House. Uh, it's 71 percent Republican. And in the Indiana State Senate, it's it's 78 uh, percent Republican. And that's just out of um, sync with uh, what what Indiana really really looks like. So both like. So at the very basics of this, the latest census has showed that Indiana has become more diverse, and that uh, there are more folks moving into the urban areas, into the cities, uh, including Indianapolis and um, the the different urban cores throughout the state. But with that said, uh, the Super red Republican majority in Indiana is not wanting the uh, that representation to also change. So while you guys are changing, you know, neighborhoods are changing, but the representation at the state house is not because they would like to keep the current guard in place. Is that a simple way to explain what's going on? 
that that's a very very good um, summary, and um, I would uh, refer you to um, the research that has been done by a George Washington University professor by the name of Chris Warshaw, who studied the 2011 maps, meaning the ones that we're currently under, mm-hmm. and then uh, just looked at the latest uh, 2021 maps and said that they are every uh, bit as gerrymandered um, this time uh, as last time. In fact, uh, among the most gerrymandered in, in history. And, and, and so w- one of the ways that um, power is uh, protected um, is to engage in um, uh, redistricting, gerrymandering techniques, right? There's this whole vocabulary that mm-hmm. has grown up uh, mm-hmm. over the years. You'll read words such as cracking, packing, stacking, you know, bleaching. And, uh, and so uh, packing is uh, when um, the majority um, packs members of the minority together in overwhelmingly lopsided uh, district and you, districts, and you can see that here uh, in in Marion County. And, 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 right? and you, I'm looking I'm looking at the Marion County map, but you just brought up something that I want you to touch on before you go too far. You use the word gerrymandering. Take us back to 12th grade civics class and remind us what gerrymandering means. Well, I got to take you back to 1812, right, <laughs> which is uh, a, a while a while back. Um, and to dust off uh, a uh, Massachusetts redistricting that went on in uh, 1812, um, in which the majority was trying to preserve its power by creating these uh, grotesquely shaped districts, including one that reminded a political cartoonist of a salamander. And, uh, and the uh, governor at the time was uh, one of the founding fathers, ironically, by the name of Elbridge Gerry, G-E-R-R-Y. And he signed uh, the, legisl- the enabling legislation into law. And apparently, uh, you-, you can see this in his later writings, he-, he went to his grave regretting that, that he'd signed that uh, legislation because his name got attached to it. And, uh, and uh, it's now called gerrymandering. The cool kids would, would call it gerrymandering. But, uh, it, yeah, that's how gerrymandering um, started back in 1812. And it has persisted. Um, you know, all these years, uh, regardless which par- party uh, is in power, right? When the Democrats controlled the Indiana House in 1991 and 2001, they did the same doggone thing. So uh, if, it, if you look at the, the maps, you're, as you talk about gerrymandering, if you were to look at the maps, and right now I'm looking at, um, I can't tell exactly which map I'm looking at because I've lost what page I was on. But if you, there's a map here, uh, that has Marion County divided up very oddly when you, when you compare it to the other um, counties, which for the most part, it's an entire County as a part of a district. Someone drew an odd line through the third port through the, uh, through a third of Marion County. So that the six townships that are to the top. So that's Pike, Washington, Lawrence, Warren center and Wayne are all in one group because those folks, if you look at a map, tend to all go blue. Those townships are blue townships. But to our south, Decatur, Perry, and Franklin townships tend to vote Republican. And so they've divided the line of this This is all the same city. And instead of keeping them together, said, you know, all the Republicans, we're going to have you go this way so your vote can count over here. And the Democrats, your vote needs to go this way. We just y'all, Y'all just stay over here. But there's a reason for that. If you could explain that when you take those votes out of Marion County, it gets you one more Republican representative, If to keep this real basic. If you add Marion County in, you take those three Marion County townships back in, you probably have another Democrat representative. It's, it's every vote there counts. But where you draw the line, they weigh differently. Is that is that a good explanation? Right, Cameron. If if you want to um, um, see what gerrymandering looks like um, and how uh, effective it, it is, you're referring to the congressional district map. So mm-hmm. take the 2011 congressional district map, uh, which produced a very highly competitive uh, race in the fifth congressional district. Um, the 5th Congressional District under the 2011 um, redistricting uh, had um, uh, several 
uh, in neighborhoods in uh, northern Marion County. Uh, and the net result of it was that for this last election in 2020, there was a very, very competitive race uh, for the 5th District congressional seat. Well, the maps are ours. Move that line north, mm-hmm. right? And and so there are no longer any uh, Marion County residents in the 5th Congressional uh, District. Uh, okay, well, that had to be made up uh, somewhere. And so they just moved the 7th District uh, north. And uh, to your point, uh, moved the um, uh, t- uh, southern townships in Marion County into a largely rural uh, but distinctly Republican sixth uh, congressional district. So that's if you want to see how gerrymandering works, that's that's the way it works. And and the simple thought on that is, if if you didn't touch Marion County and you left it with that district, which Victoria Sparts won in the last election, she won it. Uh, and I without I can't I lost my note, but I think she won it by six points. Um, and that's with Marion County's Democratic voters that she won by six points. If you change it and take out those Marion County Democrat votes, she would have won by 14 percent. So the point of changing these lines is to widen that margin of a Republican win. Again, if Democrats were in power, they would do the same thing and try to make it more of a Democrat win. But Bill, explain to folks why folks are raising red flags. It's because it's not Democrats and Republicans creating this map. It is a group of Republicans who are in power doing things behind closed doors, which apparently they can do to keep themselves in power. That's what's going on. That's the issue. Well, it is the issue. And look, just for the record, uh, gerrymandering is wrong. Whoever does it, mm-hmm. whoever's in power, it's, it, it, it's always wrong. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm not a theologian and I'm not um, uh, I'm not qualified to uh, interpret scripture, but a number of faith leaders have come forward in the last few weeks with very, very compelling uh, testimony uh, about how uh, uh, gerrymandering uh, is is a sin, and the reason it's a sin is it's because uh, it's the use of, of power uh, to harm the powerless. Uh, you know, ger- gerrymandering, I, I know for a fact, is a civic secular sin because of the way it it, it drives down a turnout, right? When, when When elections are decided before Election Day by virtue of how the maps are drawn. Uh, it has an effect of, of drying, of deterring people from showing up uh, to begin with. I mean, uh, it, this is a moment in which gerrymandering is a moment in which uh, those in power uh, abuse that power to perpetuate that, their power. And, and whoever's doing it, it's always wrong because it, it harms our, our democracy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a reason that Indiana continues to be in the bottom 10 of states uh, for turnout, and that is because voters are intelligent enough to know uh, that the congressional race, the state house race, the state senate race that they would vote in is determined in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I got to give a shout out uh, here to State Senator Jean Bro. She was quoted in the Star recently to her everlasting credit. She said, in effect, you know, look, uh, I'm in one of those packed districts. I'm in one of those safe districts that they uh, created. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a disservice to my constituents. Right. I, right. I, I run unopposed, but that's a disservice to my constituents. Right. They've got they've got it chopped up. Gene Bro is uh, in nor- northern Indiana, along with, you know, some of these folks, these names that you hear all the time in these Democrat sections. It happens to them, too, where no one bothers to even run against them because they know they're going to win. You could say the same thing for Andre Carson, love him or hate him. It's the same thing. You know, he's going to win because the map is predetermined. Carson, we're going to give you this little section here and we're not even going to worry about you. We're going to fight for the rest of the stuff. Uh, that's that's left over because we know you're going to win Indianapolis. You take it and we'll chop it up so that Indianapolis doesn't even really weigh much for anybody else. Well, there you go. There you go. In fact, Congressman Carson's district, the seventh district was made safer than it already uh, was. And so uh, that, that'll that'll have an effect on on turnout. Uh, you know, if he uh, were in a more competitive of seat, 
you know, then he would uh, raise the funds and put the organization uh, together uh, to get uh, the vote out, which would help um, candidates all the way down the ballot. Right. You know, that's that's this is all very intentional. This is a sin of uh, of of commission, not omission. When you're engaged in it and you're doing it and you're moving the lines around, you know exactly what you're doing and you know exactly why you're doing it. Got to pay attention to this, guys. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Bill, in a minute, I want to, I'm going to ask you, is there anything folks can do to sound the alarm, or is this is this pretty much a done deal to do the folks in power um, get to do whatever they want? But you got some phone calls at 317-239-9696. Folks who have questions or comments about how your vote, especially here in Indianapolis, is literally being chopped up to where it'll count, but it won't weigh the same. I'm trying to think of a good analogy. I don't know if you took a six ounce steak and you chopped it up. Yeah, I guess it's still a six ounce steak, but if you only get a piece of it, you didn't get six ounces of steak. You got piece of a six ounce steak. I don't know. I don't know if that works, if that makes sense to anybody, but that's what's going on there. Chopping up something and then serving it. And so it, it, it you ate, but you didn't get the full meal. But yes, you we did give you a six ounce steak. Sorry you didn't get the whole the whole thing. Uh 317-239-9696. 317-239-9696. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Hey Cameron, you know I'm double dipping. That's fine. I thought you'd call back. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Well, first of all, I want to address uh I want to address that scripture he said, and I want to add Proverbs. When the when the evil are in rule, the people mourn. But when the righteous are in are in are in rule, the people rejoice. And this this man just got through describing legalized cheating uh, amongst the government. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like children wanting to fight each other and carrying on to, to main control. So in the future, this is for the future. I would love to see this government when it becomes dismantled because there's nothing that these people are doing that are beneficial to the people at large and those that really need our help. So we need to get together and rearrange the government, dismantle this government, and get our own government so that everybody is is, is beneficiary here. So that's my comments. And, and again, like I said, if you're going to do something, then do something. All right. Thanks so much for the call. I appreciate it. Let me, let me respond to Go ahead. that, please, because the, the caller used a great word. He used the word dismantle. Um, another another way of thinking about that when it comes to redistricting uh, every 10 years, and that is uh, um, whether the map is wiped clean of the addresses of the incumbents, right? Uh, an honest and fair redistricting process would follow the population. It wouldn't follow the incumbents, Right. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, what you do every 10 years is you would dismantle uh, the map, right? Work with a completely blank slate, take all the addresses of the incumbents off that map and let the chips fall where they may uh, to put together honest and competitive and fair maps. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Bill, we got another call here, but first, is there anything people can do or is this is this out of our hands? Well, look, um, the process is certainly underway, and uh, there's a lot of uh, you know fatalism and skepticism uh, that's going on right now. And uh, I've been trying over the last few years to uh, uh, rekindle uh, the idealism of my youth, right? So, mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm, and and I and I, I, I encourage people uh, uh, to remember uh, Reverend Jackson's famous line of "Keep hope alive." Um, and, and one of the very first things that you can do is, you, if you go to the website of the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus, you'll see. They are holding a, um, a video town hall meeting uh, Tuesday uh, at 7 p.m. I, I encourage you to sign up for that. Um, and I, go ahead, and go I'd ahead. also encourage you to go to our website, which I haven't put in a plug for that yet, uh, indianacitizen.org, indianacitizen.org. And you will f- uh, find uh, just m- more information about re- redistricting than exists any place, I say proudly, in any in any format and in any 
platform in the state of Indiana. And you'll also find a button um, that says, uh, you know, fight gerrymandering. Um, and that'll take you to information about groups that are, are actually working directly uh, on this issue. You know, we're an information platform. We're not an action organization, but there are plenty of great action uh, organizations that uh, are, are working on this issue. And this is a matter where you need to make your voice heard. And uh, for those uh, who, who, who can take the time, um, you know, you need to be at, at the state house. Uh, these groups would tell you, uh, making your voice uh, heard. That's the only way this is um, going to be changed uh, between now uh, and the end of the month um, by action. 317-239-9696, 317-239-9696. Got a couple minutes left here in the show, and we're going to go back to the phones now. Caller on line two. Good morning. Who's this? You know, this is a slander I'm talking about. This white liberal coming in there talking about something he knows he don't have any power over, but trying to mislead people. The billboards all over town, slandering black people, all these helpless, uh, hopeless uh, people, defenseless people. I'm trying to, I'm the big white man. I'm protecting these people. He's nothing but a slander and exploitation is all he's doing. That the party in charge the map. That's been happening in the state of Indiana for over, uh, I know, about 150 years. All right. So, uh, Sir, what is your name? I recognize that. Larry, 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 Larry. Larry, slow down. Slow down for a second, Chief. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. I haven't, I haven't heard you in a while, man. Glad to know you're still fighting the good fight. Yeah, fighting the good fight against liberals that are trying to do their exploitation like Black Lives Matter out here standing uh, black people up. I'm going to stop you right here only because this is your second call today. And so I wanted, I gave you a whole minute there. So thank you, Larry, because we got other callers uh, who are trying to get in. Caller on line one. Good morning. Who's this? Morning. It's Kevin. How you doing? I'm good, Kevin. You're live on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, uh, two things. Uh, Larry, kinda, I, I kind of agree with Larry on the part of is this uh, even sol- solvable? You got both parties that we, both, we all agree that do the same thing over and over again. So neither one of them is going to want to get rid of it unless it's the other party that's doing it. I hear one thing, and if I'm wrong, uh, Mr. Riddle, please forgive me, but what I'm almost hearing on this conversation is that, uh, yes, they both do it, but one is a little bit worse than the other. It sounds like they, they both are trash when it comes to this situation. And my third thing is he, he kind of touched on it a little bit, and Larry kind of touched on it a little bit. Is there something that can be done? I mean, what can be done? If you have two people, two parties in power who love the gerrymandering and uh, rap, the map redistricting, what can we actually do? How can we be heard and not only be heard, but have something done about how we feel about this situation? I like what he said that uh, we should just uh, uh, let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And then to me, that's when you get to me personally, it sounds like each vote counts instead of putting me in a block that's gerrymandered for your constituent, well, for your uh, uh, side of the party. It seems it's so unfair. You are, you're spot on, and those are the same questions that I have. And and I'm gonna keep you for a second, Bill. Uh-huh. Um, can you can you answer that? Is that is that fair? Because that's what it feels like to me, to be honest. That you know, both sides know what's going on. Only the group in power really has the power to change it. Uh, but even if Democrats got in power here in Indiana, yes, they're going to. The maps will then change, but then they're going to change. And go into their favor. Is there? How do you actually, as a as a voter, as a constituent, make a change? Well, so o- over the last uh, ten years, especially um, Indiana Democrats have uh, become uh, big supporters of th- something called an independent redistricting commission. Um, these exist in sixteen states, and they have take various forms. But at the core of them is the idea that you turn over this process of drawing maps to people who don't have such a, a conflict of interest in the outcome of those maps, right? 
independent citizens who are going to draw the masses fairly uh, as possible. Um, and, that, and that has worked um, in, in other states and, as I mentioned, has been embraced by uh, statewide Democrats. Well, now comes the moment of truth for Marion County Democrats. All right. After the statewide redistricting um, is, is finalized, then local government uh, redistricting uh, occurs. So it, it'll be interesting to see whether all of a sudden Marion County Republicans get religion, right, and think that an independent redistricting mm-hmm. commission is a good idea, and whether the Marion County Democrats who are in power uh, embrace that idea. So, Kevin, so, uh, you're, you're the... absolutely right. This is a moment. This is a moment of truth, right, about how those in power really think about the redistricting process. And is there any bill? We've still got Kevin on the line. Is there any uh, independent? review going on at the state level or is it all the republicans in power who are doing it what, what would we have to do to get that independence that uh, kevin's looking for yes so um a, a coalition called all the all in for democracy coalition um helped establish a, a citizens redistricting commission uh, nine hoosiers from all over the state all walks of life various um uh, political persuasions a uh, very diverse group uh, did deliver um, the winner of their uh, redistricting competition uh, to the House uh, last week. Uh, in, in the coming weeks, they will uh, uh, deliver uh, proposed maps for the congressional districts and the 50-state Senate districts. So, yeah, th- there, are, there are independent voices out there uh, that are trying to provide uh, input and alternative uh, uh, set of maps. Uh, that they uh, say are much fairer than those that are uh, drawn by uh, by party. So, yeah, they're, they're, the legislature will have alternatives uh, to consider. Kevin, does that give you any, uh, I don't know, any comfort to at least know that somebody's trying to do something? Uh, I'm be honest with you. No, I mean, think about this. If, why, why would they change? Why would they want to change? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I, I hear what he said about the Democrats wanting, uh, I'm, yeah, in, uh, Democrats wanting the independent. But ha- when did they start wanting the independent? Was it after they lost power? They wanted the independent. Yes, exactly. And then my, yes. And then, and then yes. my, my, that's an my absolutely last, fair statement. Yeah. And then my now, last. Some question, Democrats got religion earlier than that, um, but um, you know, in terms of uh, really thinking it's a great idea, it's, I think it's a great idea when you're out of power. Uh, you know, right. Kevin. And, but don't 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 let that cynical reality get in the way of of reform and change, right? Because there are people of goodwill, uh, you know, uh, people who might listen to uh, their better angels. They might listen to their conscience. As I mentioned, gerrymandering is, is, is a sin that you know you're doing when you're engaged in it. And, 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 and yet these are the people who are supposed to be the guardians of our democracy. They're the ones that are supposed to be in charge of perpetuating our democracy. And, and that my, starts with fair maps. My, 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 my last question is, why do we even have townships? What's, if, from my understanding is, if all these townships in Mary County, why come they not all up under the same jurisdiction? Why do we even have a township? Yeah, I'm, I'm not really. Uh, so the the, it, it, yeah. the the townships now are really just lines. They really, in, at least in Marion County, all of the townships um, folded into one. All of it is Indianapolis. Only thing the lines are now for these townships are for your trustee and school districts, which opted not to merge because every school district in Indianapolis would be Indianapolis Public Schools or Marion County Public Schools. But they opted not to do that back in the 60s. We could do a whole show on just that. Right. But that's what why they should be what, what they should be. Yeah, well, well whew, that would be a whole show. <laughs> um, yeah, right. yeah there, there was a reason why they didn't want. All of the kids, all the white kids in the suburbs not. and the black kids in the inner city to be all in one school of district. Of course not. <laughs> um, but, but that's literally all, at least in Marion County, that's all our township lines are. And so they are using that like, hmm, we could also use these lines to carve out uh, congressional districts, too. Exactly. But that's but that's why it's frustrating how you can live on Troy Avenue, which divides uh Marion County, I mean, Center Township and Perry Township, you live on one side of Troy, you've got one representative, you live on the other side of Troy where you can wave across the street and see your neighbor, they're represented by somebody else, but you're in I'll the exact one, same neighborhood. I, I'll, give you, I'll give you one better than that, right uh, right here on 38th and uh, Kessler. Yes. Pike, 
Pike and Washington in one neighborhood. Yes. And at one time, if I'm not mistaken, if you live in the front of the neighborhood and you call for uh, EMS, they would send Washington Township. Do you, you live in that in neighborhood? Back of the neighborhood. No, I, I, I know the neighborhood, though. Yeah, I know that I know the neighborhood yeah. real well. I'm sure you do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if you yeah. come in one side, you have to go Pike Township Fire and the Pike Township buses have to come in from Washington yep. Street, from the Washington yep. side to get yep. back into their district. So I know exactly. Yep. Yeah, I, I know yes, that neighborhood real well. <laughs> All right. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Hey, hey Cameron. Yes, go ahead. Uh, I, I, I think we're reaching the end of our time yes, right so yes. if i may uh, uh i'd like to give a shout out to a dear friend of mine i know is listening his name is william hogg and william runs red's barbershop downtown uh-huh. so um he's, he's a dear friend and one of our earliest uh, supporters so good morning william thanks for listening in and i love red's barbershop too i often go there when i'm downtown get my, my man was there he, my man al was there for a while and i don't think al's there anymore but I love Red's Barbershop. Uh, you mentioned the website, uh, Bill. How can people, if they want to study up more and continue this uh, to get some more information, where can they go? Indianacitizen.org. Indianacitizen.org. Uh, it's, it's, it's all there. I think it's laid out in a very accessible way, and you can learn as much about redistricting, uh, including being connected to uh, action organizations. All right. Uh, Bill Moreau, thank you so much for coming on the show and explaining this to us. Uh, you, I think you made it very clear on, on what's going on because Kevin especially uh, saw exactly uh, what is being presented. So, uh, sir, thank you so much. We'll have to have you back on the show and keep us updated with what is going on, especially behind closed doors at the State House. Thanks, Cameron. Invite me back anytime, and that's indianacitizen.org. <laughs> All right, indianacitizen.org. Bill Moreau on the show with us uh, here uh, this morning. Wow, what a good show uh, here this morning. With this minute left, I want to give one more shout-out. I gave a shout-out to my sister, uh, the homecoming queen of Perry Meridian High School. That's right, proud of you. Um, but also needs to give a shout-out to somebody else who listens to this radio show. Uh, Tamika Morse uh, is a frequent listener of the show, and earlier this summer, she came on. Um, no, she listened to the show when we had Perry Township Schools on about their Drive the Bus event, hiring bus drivers. Tamika listened to the show. She came out, drove, test drove the bus. Guess what, y'all? Tamika now has her CDL. And for the first time this week, uh, they gave her a run for her money because she was out on the roads whipping that bus around those corners. She is an excellent driver. And we're just uh, letting you know that that is an open lines success story from this uh, show someone got a job and is now able uh, to feed their family and has some money coming in. So congratulations to Tamika. That's going to do it for this edition of the Open Line Show. We will be back same time, same stations next Sunday live at eight, and next Sunday morning is an all Open Lines discussion where we talk about what is ever, whatever is on your mind. I'm Indy's newsman Cameron. Want to follow me on social media? Coming up here on Hot 96.3, more music on the way, and Al Sharpton is seconds away on 106.7 WTLC. See you next Sunday.